and uh, it's clear if you need a breakthrough in your life this is your night if you need a breakthrough in your life this is your night and what I what I'm feeling inside what I feel the Lord is wanting us to do if you need a breakthrough every time the the thought comes into your heart say that this is my breakthrough let me let you know this when the thought gets into your heart it should get busy for the rest of the week and all of a sudden you remember and you're thinking about that the Holy Spirit is doing it you need to speak it out give it voice give God something to work with when you say it from your mouth so if you need a breakthrough don't stress about it if the thought comes into your heart your mind and you're thinking about it speak it out with confidence because it's the Lord at work and God will bring it to you I believe this is your night it's breakthrough night and in whatever area of your life that you believe that you need a breakthrough God wants you to do that honor him by declaring before him that you believe your breakthrough is come. Amen? Amen. It's good to see everyone tonight and especially our, our special guest. It's good to have you here. Amen. Uh, tonight, I want to uh, speak on confidence in God and, and I'm going from behind <laughs> to come to it. Uh, Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you. We're so confident that you are with us and that you are working among us. You are in us and you are teaching us. We can never fail because you are with us. All things work together for good. because of your love for us and because we can now love you from the heart through the workings of your Holy Spirit thank you Father in Jesus name Amen I got an hour to preach Amen thank you I was studying the scriptures mainly I'm a wish I'm in uh, studying Romans chapter 5 and uh, I want to share from that particular passage Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 says that therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ I haven't been justified, meaning I haven't been made righteous before God. Through our Lord Jesus. Justified is as if you never did anything wrong. It's like you never sinned at all. There was that 
animosity in your in our hearts towards God that we are not even aware of. We, we shy away from God, and there is that enmity the Bible calls says between us and God. Now, because of what Jesus has done, God has declared us righteous. We didn't make ourselves righteous. It was through the life and death of our Lord Jesus Christ that brought that righteousness to us. And because we have been justified, we now have peace with God. God is no longer angry with us. There is true reconciliation. And you can read through the whole scripture, chapter 5. It talks a lot about reconciliation between us and God. It's like we were enemies. Now we are become one family with our God. And because we have that, we have peace with God. And let me tell you this. If you have peace with God, you will have peace on the earth. Remember what the angel said. Uh, when Jesus was born. Glory to God in the highest, highest, peace on earth, good will. You're looking for good will? God has a good will for your life. And that's what the word of God says. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also, not just peace with God, if we start with peace with God, we're going to go to heaven, and we're going to be with Jesus forever. God didn't stop there. He said, through whom also, in addition to the peace that we have with God, we have access by faith. We already have peace with God. Everything is fine between us and God. There's no consolation between us and God. God told the angry of you, your path is gone, every things you did before you came to church. So nobody did anything wrong before coming to church. But that's the thing, you know, with God, you now have peace through Jesus Christ. But not only that, through the same faith that brought you peace with God, you now have access by faith into this grace. Amen. This grace means you can never suffer this grace in life. That's what it means. Not only peace with God, but now by faith you now have access into this grace. In which we stand. If you don't stand in this grace to which God giving us access, you will suffer this grace. You can only stand in grace. God has given us access. We've only been redeemed, saved, and we're going to heaven. We now have access to His grace. Amen? Amen. And we stand in that. And because we have access, we can rejoice. Of the glory of God. We can rejoice in hope. That what hope there is confidence. God will always get glory. We stand in grace. We can rejoice. We can always have hope. We are confident of that because of what's going on in your life, you have access to this grace. You can never suffer this grace. No matter what the enemy throws at you, if 
And not only that, not only the fact that you have relationship with God, and God is with you, God is no longer angry with you, everything is fine between you and God. Now you also have access to this grace, this enablement to do whatever you dream of doing and accomplishing in life. That's why I believe the Bible says, whatever you set your hands to do will prosper. Whatever. Whatever. Because you have been given access to this grace. Not only salvation, but the grace of God. Now, righteousness is a powerful thing that God has given to us. This will deliver all kinds of things into your hands. Righteousness. Stand, righteous standing with God. And we go with the same theme, uh, theme here. If you look at Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17, it tells us about what justification in Christ through faith and the access into this growth brings to us. It's a word of righteousness. You see, righteousness has a word to do in your life. The word of righteousness will be peace. Yeah. And you got that. When you have the right standing with God, no matter what's happening to you, when you turn up, you got peace. Yeah. Yeah. We have peace with God. Romans chapter 5. Verse two, uh, verse one tells us, and here it says the word of righteousness, righteousness in your life is a work to deliver to you peace at all time, in all circumstances, any situation, positive or negative. When all of shalom, you know that word. <laughs> That's blessing upon your life, goodness and mercy. He'll deliver all of that to you. Peace. And the effect, notice, it tells us it work, it's peace. But then it tells you the effect of it. Amen? The effect of righteousness is what? Quietness. I mean, everything God will just put his fingerprints on them. Everything in your life. Even if it doesn't make sense, we need to trust in the righteousness that we have in God. And God will not lie to us. There's no need to be anxious. There's no need to be worried. If there is a God in heaven, and I believe there is a God who's given us this purpose book, we can trust in this book and we'll do well in life. We will prosper in life. We will be successful in life. Amen? So the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Assurance forever. No matter what's going on, it's going to be good. Yeah. Righteousness will deliver it to you. That's why Satan always wants us to doubt and gets us into all kinds of things so we begin to suffer condemnation. Because when you get that, that assurance is gone. 
And when the assurance is gone, righteousness cannot deliver its goods to you. Romans again chapter 5 verse 10 tells us for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son notice something now when we were enemies it was when we were enemies that we were reconciled many times Christians and sometimes evangelists believe this and Christians have come to believe it and we hear you hear Christians talking about it. You know, uh, an evangelist comes into town and he preaches to ungodly people, idol worshippers, fornicators, and all of that, and they receive their feelings in abundance. You heard that before. And then, then you, you Christians begin to wonder, how come God killed them, but we in church are constantly sick? What's going on here? Hello. You got that question? The enemy is getting us to believe that lie. Here, according to this scripture, he says, if we were enemies, we were reconciled to pursue the death of the son. No, no. When you were enemies, you were reconciled. Things became fine. Even at that point, at that time, that you were still enemies of God. You can most men have been reconciled, which are received by his life. God doesn't love you love them more than he does us. It's just that we need to grow up. We come into that. They come in as babies. We came in as babies. But after that we need to grow up. You need to explore. I said every time, every, every, uh, when a man comes into faith in God, you have before you a lifetime of discovery. A lifetime of discovery. It never ends. You keep studying, you keep listening to the Holy Spirit, wanting to draw from the Holy Spirit. And God will do that for us. More more, He'll save you by His life. No matter what's going on, He's going to save you. You say He's going to save you. That means He'll get you. You have financial trouble, you're troubled by He'll save you. You have family problems, yes, He'll save you. By His life, you've already been saved. When He, he joined the reconcile, if you were reconciled, you already saved, right? So what is He going to save you from? For this problem that comes to us. He's going to save you from them. When you got saved, God loves your brother, right? Yeah. And he's going to save you from other things as well. Not more. He'll save you from all of those things. Jesus said in uh, John chapter 14, verse 9, He said, A little while, a little while longer, the world will, will see me no more. This was before He went to the cross. It's a little while longer. That's just a short time now I'm going to go to the cross and the world will never see me again. But you will see me, he said. And he said, because I live, you will live also. You thought about that scripture? The world can see him. But we can. We can see him in our heart. Amen? I see Jesus. I don't see him physically. But Jesus said, they won't see me anymore. But you see me. 
And because I live, he's still alive. Amen? Because I live, we can see him. They don't know he's alive, but I see him. Jesus said, because I live, you will live on. So he said, so because of his life, that's what Romans chapter 5 uh, uh, 10 tells us. We have to by his life. He's still alive. He'll save you. No matter what's going on, He'll save you. It's not just salvation. We go beyond salvation. There's more to it. And to me, it's fun. You understand what I'm saying? He just keeps experimenting, discovering. You know, like children, children are very curious. They keep searching, wanting to know. That's where the kind of attitude we should have with God. And He's willing to show us all things. He says, call on me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know. We constantly have to call. And he's going to be showing us great and mighty things that we don't know. I like Romans 5 verse 17. So important. As believers, it's so important where you totally lose fear of the future lose fear of death and know that you are in control of your destiny because Jesus lives inside of you and you're not going to listen to what's going on out there what you hear and hear but you listen to what God says God has a destiny for you and you stay with it without fear. No one is going to be well. You know, I, I, I heard about this, uh, this preacher in town here. When he, was going, he, when he was coming up as a preacher, he wanted to marry his wife. And they thought, he's not, you're going to marry that? And he said he was angry inside because he said, I knew what I knew. I'm going to show them. He repented of that, but he showed them. Because God has made him. And he's known all over the world. Then it was like somebody that you, you don't want to marry that. There's nothing that God cannot do. If we will believe him. Romans 5 or 7 thing says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the world, much more those who receive abundance of grace, now we talk about entrance into His grace, right? We talked about the access into His grace. We have received abundance of grace. Not just salvation. Not just salvation. It's what we are in Romans chapter 5 2. It says, through whom also we have not just salvation, not just justification, we have access by into this grace. Now he goes back to the seventeen and he's talking about the grace. For if by the one man's offense death reigned, death reigned. Everyone is going to die. Death reigned. Death is still reigning. Through the one not more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. That's the word again. The gift of righteousness will reign when they get to heaven, right? Is that what we read? We reign where? In life. 
in the line. Sometimes we hear those words, and say, that's, that's nice. So what am I going to do about that? I don't feel like I'm winning. I have all the problems, and the Bible is winning in life. And I have a say, well, you haven't received the abundance of grace. You haven't welcomed into your life. You don't believe that that's part of your life. It's just something that the Bible says. I don't experience it. And, and people will tell you, I, I want to be real. I don't want to lie about it. I want to just tell you, tell it as, as it is. Well, tell it as it is, the way it is in the scriptures. Because this is the way it is, not the way you feel. And when you act on this and you begin to believe this and act on it, and notice I can make you and you can make me, everyone to himself in this. You have to search it and trust in God quietly. That's what it means by quiet confidence. Quiet assurance. You know. Regardless of what you see before you, you know. And your day is coming. What we do with God, we do it in secret. God says, when you pray, pray in secret, and your father who sees in secret, we work, we work openly. What we are praying in secret, and cooking the food in secret, and getting the truth that no one sees anything. But when God is through, he puts the reward to openly deny it. And when you have that hope in you, given to you by righteousness, you have nothing to fear. Your future will be good. Amen. You know, when, when you read, you know, you read, you read about Paul, it's like Paul was never a sinner. Well, Paul was a sinner. And he says he was the chief of sinners. Today we read about him and we just think he, he wasn't a man. He was a man. He was a murderer. But God transformed his life and he did ex- exceedingly great things through his wisdom and knowledge, revelation. No wonder the Bible says, Paul was praying that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened. That we may know the hope of our calling. The exceeding greatness of God's riches in us as his inheritance. We need to know that. He brings you quiet confidence, just as he says it's the work of righteousness, the effect of it. It's assurance forever. Not assurance for today, assurance forever. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You're sure. There is God in my life. And that's what I want us to believe, amen? No matter what's going on, you are sure we reign in life. We have received the gift of righteousness and we have by faith access into this grace. So we can fully say without fear, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for anything. I shall not want. How are you going to do it? I don't care. But there is a God in heaven. You know there is a God. Why should I be afraid? I know there is a God. I know Jesus died for me. I know Jesus is alive today. I know everything is fine between me and my God. He loves me and I love him. He's got to be 
will not sleep. He won't slumber. He take care of me. It's his job. He loves his job. And he does his job well. Amen. Amen. He does it well. I like this scripture. It's in um, Psalm 82. Psalm 82 verse uh, 5 through 7. It says they do not know. They who you and I <laughs> they do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said you are gods and all of you are children of the most high how many of us are children of the most high tonight can I see your hand up Jesus said you are gods that's not being sacrilegious amen God meant what he said but they don't know they don't understand they walk in darkness so you don't know that you're supposed to reign in life how much more he says much more those who have received abundance of growth and of the gift of righteousness will reign in this life through the one Jesus Christ will reign over Adversity will reign over financial difficulties. We don't talk about them. We reign over sickness and disease. We don't talk about them. I don't care how much they talk about their swine flu. He's not going to fly towards me, and I don't want any hospital flu. I don't want even a dog flu if they have one. It's not for the children of God. We reign in life. It's just true the way it is. It's the truth. There's a constant fight between what we know in the natural. You and I are in that battle. Amen? What we know in the natural and what God says in his word. They don't agree for the most part. Your body will tell you one thing. Your mind will tell you one thing. But your heart is telling you something different that you got from the word of God. You got to decide. Sometimes they are very far apart. But let me tell you this. The Bible says the way to life is very narrow. Only few walk in that path. So you're not going to get great consensus when you come up with those things. Many will not agree with you. But you keep forging on. You don't let discouragement come. You stay with it. Amen? They don't know. He says, they do not know, nor do they understand the word about in darkness. He's talking about children of the most high. They don't know, they don't understand the word about in darkness. I think they have no power, they, I think they can't do anything about it. No one can do anything about it. They are constantly making calls, they are they're threatening, they're 
don't need to do any of those things. Jesus said, no thought. That God doesn't say we, can't, we, don't, we ought not to do anything, just sit back. But we are believing and doing all that we can do, but we're not worried about anything. Because if you're going to worry, then that's clear indication you are not really believing God. You do all that you can do. It's like Keith Green. How I many you know who Keith Green is? I'm just doing my part. I'm doing my best, he said. I do my part. God will take care of the rest. He'll take care of the rest, he says. I give him the bread. He multiply it. He feed the thousand. I just have to do what I have to do. Just believe the word. Sometimes there's nothing you can do but trust God's word. Other times there are things you can do. And you have to do that, that part. And that's an indication that you're trusting God's word. So you act on it. Amen? They say, the children of the Most High, the foundations of the earth are stable. I don't know if you know that your life and the way your life is going affects the earth. When he says the foundations, maybe with that. Can you turn with me to Romans? Hopefully I can find, find that scripture. Romans chapter 8. Verse 19. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Right? So the creation itself, the foundations, everything is waiting for the, your revealing. That's how special you are. Children of the Most High. The whole creation is looking to us. The earnest expectation of the creation. Eagerly, the whole creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, the children of God. Your life is affecting creation. For the creation was subjected to fatality, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The creation is not into our liberty. They cannot get there as well. Amen? It says, verse 22, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth, with birth thanks together until now. Not only that, but we also, so all in creation, children of God, you, you, we, we, we don't know, we don't understand, we are working in darkness, but God has faith, you are God, and you are all children of the Most High. But because you don't know, because you're working in darkness, you will die like me, man. You just die like you're not, you, you have no significance in life. That's not because it's God's will. It's just the way we believe. You search the scriptures yourself. It's right there. It's right there. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to myself. We need to extend ourselves. I don't let what's 
things that are gone is behind. I want to move on. Because we have a God. Listen, Paul said, if there is no hope in God, then we are among men most miserable. There is a God. I can trust in Him. And I'm challenging you tonight. Just put those things aside. Let's believe God for great things. Amen? Things that we cannot do for ourselves. The reason why we are not experiencing much of all these things we're talking about tonight is because we refuse to grow up in faith. We just we don't want to we don't even want to test the waters. It doesn't take much to satisfy us. We feel we're better because I think for the most part we're comparing ourselves with one another. You know what I mean? So I'm doing better. At least I'm in church praising God. They're at home. So we're not pushing. We're not pushing. You understand what I'm saying? We're easily satisfied. And so we're not mature and we can't do great things. So once one person breaks down, we make him a star in the kingdom. Right? He's a star. And we begin to send our monies to him. And then he sends us soil from Jerusalem for $15. Amen. <laughs> Because we are not willing to step out. And you know, God is just looking for somebody. He says he's searching his eyes, going to and fro. He's just looking for one man to stand in the gap. Some man who would believe him enough and act. And he's willing to do these things. We are not, we are not willing to grow up and to be mature. And there are things to go through to get to that place which is what we're going to be discussing I can't finish the message tonight but there are things we have to go through many Christians don't, they are not willing when God tries to, when God begins to put them through that what will actually grow them up they leave that church they go somewhere else or they get offended and quit and so they go in their Israelite journey in the wilderness, coming back again to the same place. And God said, When are you going to learn this? I read this scripture tonight and then I'll quit. We're talking about reigning in life, right? Galatians chapter 4, 1 and 2 tells us this. Now I say that the heir, and you know, we're joint heirs with Christ, right? As long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Think about it. As long as you refuse to grow up, when you're a child, when you got all the authority, you should reign, but you're still a child. You're a child, there's no difference between you and the slave. No difference. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he master of all. You master of all, but you're still a child. You're just like a slave. 
So that's where the problem is. It's not that God doesn't want us to reign. It's just we're not willing to grow up. We're not willing to get to that place of maturity where God, you know, God is looking for consistency. He knows he's going to meet you if he gets there. You're there in your place. Amen? Make only faithfulness. He knows you're there. I can rely on you. I can trust you. So he knows to work. He takes discipline. He takes faith. Takes consistency. But when it gets hard, we quit. And we come up with all kinds of good excuses. Good excuses. They're good. But God's not buying it. And so you stay where you are. In darkness. Without understanding. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Many know that scripture. Yeah. He has a great future for us. Great one. But many Christians don't ever get there. That's why I believe that tears will be in heaven. Amen. He will wipe away their tears when we get there. Even though you are master of all, until you become mature, you can't enjoy that rain. It says that in that is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. So there is a time maturity is so important as a believer. And there are tools that God has given to us in the Word of God by which we can get to that maturity. Do you know what, do you want to know what, what it is? I'm glad you asked. Troubles. Suffering. Yes. Suffering. Troubles. Things you don't understand. They don't make sense. Confuse you. Those are the tools he uses. Amen. I'll read in Romans uh, 5 verse 3 through 5. It says, And not only that, we don't only glory in the God's grace, but also with glory in tribulation. Knowing, maturity is what will let you know that. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. We go back again to hope of glory. Now, hope does not disappoint, God won't fail you. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Would you stand up with me? I can go further than that. Hmm. First, we must realize who we are in God. And then we begin to follow through with God, what God is doing. When difficulties come, problems come, I can't go into that tonight, but there's something God wants to develop in you called character. And we'll talk more about that. Character. Once that 
stand in you before God. He knows he can, he can trust you now. Let's go do business, so to speak. It's not God, but it's us. We are holding back. We need to get to a place of maturity before God. You know, you let God know, whatever it takes, God, please help me. I am willing. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you eat of the fruit of the land. And that's what I thought, that I don't know the future, I don't know what's going to come. But God, regardless, help me to be willing. I am willing. I will be willing. I'm ready. I'm not going to be discouraged by what I see. I will encourage myself in the Lord because you are with me all is well. That quiet assurance before God. Let's thank the Lord tonight. And if the Lord has spoken to you from His word tonight, then speak to Him according to the word that He's given to you. And let Him know you're willing. You're willing. You believe the word. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your work. We want to have a quiet confidence in God. That regardless of what's going on around us, that you are with us. And that all is right. All is right. Help us to develop that. Thank you, Lord. For perseverance. Lord, we give you praise tonight in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.